The golden monkey still scares me, and I'm Bajaya. This is Sarah. Witches I forgot about for Senate 2020! <laughs> and this is Steph. Hot pandemic tip, don't kiss rings. I'm Steph. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here to talk to you about the first episode today of the second season of Ooh. His Dark Materials, a.k.a. The Subtle Knife, a.k.a. Where's James McAvoy, a.k.a. At least there's Lynn Manuel. Genuinely was going to, to, to mention James McAvoy being absent, but then decided <laughs> that couldn't exclusively be my, be my brand, but it's fine. I mean, your brand can be whatever you believe in your heart can be your brand. I mean, as long as it can be... And wit- your brand can be your heart. My brand yes. can, be, can be witches... And James McAvoy. That actually is my brand, so fair. That's a solid brand. Do you want to start out by talking about the witches? Like, I just, that was not what I expected. All I want to it say is that I genuinely different. forgot about the witches over... Okay, so <laughs> I just feel like I we need to, to start off this podcast by saying the last podcast was released in early January. It was recorded in, I think, probably late December, early January. Meaning, pre-pandemic, pre-everything else. We were such innocent children. We were such little summer children. We knew nothing. Knew nothing. <laughs> uh, I forgot about the witches, and so when this show started with the witches, I was very pleasantly surprised. Nice. Should we remind them how many, how like how much material material that each one of us know? Mm. Yes, it's probably good. Yes. We probably should have done that yes. in the intro. Eh, uh, I'm that's okay. Christina, and also- I've read the books a while ago. <laughs> but how many times? A bunch. All of yeah. them? Yeah. Maybe the subtle knife, knife the least, though. Or maybe my pandemic brain just doesn't remember anything mm. at this point. Hmm. I think Steph is next, right? Yeah, so I have also read all of the books, and I've read the first two of the next trilogy. Actually, no, I haven't finished the second one, because it got weird, and I took a break from it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like yeah, I have, I have read all of the books once as a child, and then I reread them last year when the show started airing. So the next is me, Bajaya, and I have read the first book and half of the next. So the beginning of this season? Basically, yeah. Uh, and I've been trying really hard to finish it, and I'm just like, I have so many books to read. I mean, my brain can't read an entire book right now. It just can't. <laughs> it's just, it's just not, that's not what it's built to do in quarantine times. Um, which is great because, as Sarah, my role is to be the person who hasn't read anything because Yay. I can't read. <laughs> I and real quick and I don't think we I, we I don't this we might get fall down a rabbit hole here but I think part of the reason you haven't finished the second book Bajaya and Christina doesn't remember it because it is the most boring book oh, of okay. the three it is the weakest in my opinion that being said 
I think it is one of those cases where it will be it's a boring book, but I think it might translate really well to TV. I mean, because I Philip think this Pullman episode is, is, is great. Yeah, Philip Pullman is really good at a lot of things, but he's not actually that good at writing action sequences. And so a lot of the scenes that kind of fall flat in book two, I think will look really good on screen. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Okay, I'm willing to believe that. It's definitely... The last time I read these, I think I was in grad school. And I... It was the one that didn't make me cry, so... <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much a bridge between books one and three. Um, and it kind of suffers for that. It's, it's, it's big middle chapter syndrome, for sure. Although, as a person, again, who can't read, um, this episode, I think, I liked better than the weaker episodes of the first season. I was interested. There were things I liked about it. It felt more fantastical and imaginative in, in some ways and more grounded in, in other ways that I enjoyed. I don't know if it'll continue what? that way, but... <laughs> Why don't I recap season one real quick? Yeah, 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 do that. Um, obviously, yes. I think people who have gotten this far in have also have watched the episode, and you've probably all watched recaps. I highly recommend uh, a recap from a guy called Man of Recaps on YouTube. He was really good, but here is my very, very light recap of season one. There's things to completely omitted in here, because again, this is a light recap, but anyways... So there's two important things you need to know about the world that Lyra comes from. One, everybody has an animal familiar called a demon, which is part of them, but it has its own personality. Children's demons change shape, but adult demons are fixed. Number two, the world is ruled by a powerful theocracy called the Magisterium, which is weird because this world has actual magic and sentient creatures, which aren't (laughs) just humans. But anyways, Lyra is a precocious feral orphan growing up in Jordan College, the biggest university in Oxford. Her hot uncle Azrael is going on an expedition to the Arctic to look for something called Dusk. He won't take her because she's a shitty child. She ends up going to live in London with the equally hot Mrs. Coulter. Before leaving, she's given an alethiometer, a truth reader, and is told to keep it from Mrs. Coulter. Uh, Man of Recaps called it her Siri, and it's not wrong. Like, <laughs> hey Siri, tell me this. It's, it's like a Siri uh, like, or like a Babelfish or Babelfish. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah, Mrs. Coulter starts out gray, but ends up being controlling and scary. Lyra finds out that she runs something called the Oblation Board, which kidnaps kids, including Lyra's best friend, Roger. So Lyra runs away. She ends up with the Egyptians, who are like boat people, who tell her that she is Azrael and Coulter's illegitimate daughter. Uh, Lyra and the Egyptians go to the north to rescue all the missing kids. Lyra learns to read the alethiometer. They add Lee Scoresby and Aeronaut and Yorick Burnison and Armored Bear to their party. Everybody loves Lyra for some reason. They find one Egyptian kid, Billy, without his demon, and Billy dies shortly after in what should have been a sad scene but really fell short. Then Lyra gets captured and taken to Bullvanger, the place where all the kids are being held. Scientists are experimenting with cutting demons away from children because demonless kids don't attract dust, which the Magisterium believes is sin. Lyra is about to get severed when Mrs. Coulter recognizes her and rescues her. Lyra really fucks up Mrs. Coulter's day and leads the kids in a semi-revolt assisted by the Egyptians who arrive to rescue the kids. Lyra and Roger go further north to see Azrael, who is quote-unquote imprisoned, but it basically has a fully functioning lab. Azrael flips out when he sees Lyra, but relaxes when he sees Roger. This is because he uses severing Roger and his demon's bond to power a portal to another universe, killing them both. Lyra goes through the portal. 
semi-concurrent to this, a boy named Will in what is likely our world is worried about his mother. She isn't mentally well, but if people know about it, he will be taken away from her, so he hides it. She is paranoid, believing men to be after her, which does weirdly end up to be true. They ransack the house looking for Will's father's, the hot, hot priest. priest from Fleabags, letters of his north from his northern expeditions, which he disappeared doing. Will accidentally kills one of them and goes on the run with the letters and also finds a portal that he goes through. Wow, that is incredible. That was perfect. Yeah, so there's there's a whole, like, I didn't make, the witches and bears and shit also happen, but that's the the, ba- the main plot of season one. Uh, yeah, so. Which is good. I just literally, also literally want to the- reiterate that that was the Boromir scene from Lord of the Rings for me with this book. Because he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't do all of that till the second book. I guess. And Boromir doesn't die till the second book. True, yeah. The only thing I wrote going in, I wrote a couple notes going into this episode. uh, And one of the only notes I wrote was, if grownups want dust so goddamn bad, it must be important. Which is a direct quote from you, Steph, previously. (laughs) And I think that that actually really, really, uh is a thread that pulls through in this first episode. So one thing that uh, Brad and I were talking about at the beginning of the episode, uh, which I didn't actually expect to be answered in the episode, but it was do demons poop and they don't eat. So turns out they don't probably. Right. They don't, I guess they're sustained by no, the w- word yeah. and deed alone. I don't know. That seems yeah. kind of weird. I think that because, because they are one, he is me and she is him. Yeah. So I guess when when Lyra would... poops, he's good. Yeah. I just I just want to assert that if I had a demon, it would but... eat because I love eating <laughs> and I feel sad for Pan though. <laughs> can I can I ask a qu- I know I know this is very I don't off, think the um... demon that I don't think the demon poops. Well, it doesn't apparently. But can I ask a question that was yeah. I was going to actually ask in the course of the episode, but since we're talking about it at the beginning of the episode, am I crazy? I didn't rewind. Was Pan, like, a dark sort of sable weasel sort of thing and then became his little white self later again? Yeah, he, yeah. like, alternates between, like, being, like, a, I think a mongoose oh, yeah. and, like, a ferret okay. a lot. Because I was, like, I swear they can earlier in the episode he was dark. Right, and, and later in the episode he's, like, more of a, like, red foxy sort How of looking How cute was thing. he as a red panda? That's what I meant, red oh panda. So I said red fox. Red panda, yes. Exactly. Yes. Okay, so I feel I like I feel like I was like I thought I saw him like darker before, and I didn't know what that was. And I think it was him on the defense, and then when he felt more comfortable, he became his like little pure little uh, sable self. Um, but okay, that makes me feel better. Then yes, that they can switch that easily makes me feel better that I that I was not hallucinating. I mean, you definitely were, but not about that. Oh, I was one hundred percent hallucinating. I got I got really like caught up in uh and not to get into this episode immediately but well one obviously like i said i forgot about all the witches which makes me sad because i love witch shit so i was very excited to see the witches were there <laughs> first but then they were in this city that looked like uh mont saint michel which is like that mm. island and i'm obsessed with that i like i want to live there and be there and i was and you have great I, calves living there there's so many stairs yeah but i just like yes you would have great calves but you'd also like be this beautiful romantic figure like mm. you know i don't know I, and i just feel like that in my head as a child is the what i envisioned a castle being so i can imagine 
I don't know if the book depicted it as as such a like a Sami shell sort of thing, but like watching it, I can imagine being a child obsessed with this book just because I wanted to live at like Mont Saint Michel so bad as a child, and I don't know if it was like that as in the books at all, like this beautiful island city. It's not like as islandy, like, um, but it's yeah, it's that like Mediterranean, like drinking. I don't know. Aperitifs on the beach. Yeah, you got your you got thing. your aperol spritz. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like not warm all the time, but lots of gelato. You're beautiful and French, and you have a great skincare mm-hmm. routine, and you're just drinking and smoking. That's what I'm about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Anyway, who wants to kick off mm-hmm. the episode? Because I am not. I, although I, I, I literally the first note I wrote was genuinely forgot about the cool witches, and that makes me <laughs> sad. They so, were very cool this episode. Yeah. Too. Okay. This is, uh, again, like, we can talk about this later, but what were, like, the pieces of rosemary that were being removed from her shoulders? I think were it, cloud oh, time. Yeah. What is, what is cloud time? So, like, time? in the books, that's later, it's what though, lets them right? fly. Hmm? That's later, though, No, right? it's it's from the first book. And we yeah, even it's from s- the first book, but it's never... Yeah inside their no. skin? I don't remember, I don't right. remember them talking about it in the first season. We talked last season about how Serafina had that same uh, scar. I guess I didn't remember and, that. But oh, they, no. they didn't there explain what it was. a note in my skin, uh, in my skin, in my notes that says, ah, things getting out of my skin. <laughs> yeah. It's nasty, but I felt bad about it, but I also was like, they what is that? They did that twice, right? Yeah, they did it twice to the same to the same witch to the same poor yeah. witch. Why don't Why don't we just talk about like Why don't we just tackle this section because this like there's really only like three settings in this this uh, episode actually, which is probably why it didn't feel maybe as frantic as some of the other ones. Like, so let's talk about Mrs. Coulter and the witch on the airship. Well, I want to quickly say before we get to the witches and Mrs. Coulter, like. There was that scene at the beginning where Mrs. C, um, very Jane Austen, Mrs. C was, like, talking to all of the religious dudes. um, And she was having to, like, explain herself to a bunch of dudes. And it just felt, I don't know, I just felt very, I felt very sympathetic to her in that moment where she was trying to explain herself to a bunch of men who didn't understand her. And she was above them in terms of she's just a woman yeah exactly they were kind of underselling her in terms of her of her plans and her intelligence and she was already above and beyond them and it was evil sure but at the same time i just it was like it was kind of a really good moment where you're like oh i feel bad i can kind of feel bad for her because she's always been a very smart person in a place where people underestimate her and i just i felt that i felt that in my soul even when she stabbed that guy um, <laughs> which I know is bad. She's good like that. That's why she's a great character. Yeah, literally. I was like, I was feel like, for her. Right. When she stabbed that guy, I was like, fucking monster. Yeah, she stabbed the guy and I was like, well, he kind of deserved it, which obviously he didn't, but in my head he did. I mean, he was shitty, so. So, yeah. So anyway, yeah. so all yeah. the, I mean, obviously leading up to her questioning the witches, but I just felt like it was a really interesting thing to have this scene of Mrs. Coulter with, with literally her and three or four men of the clergy, right? So they're mm-hmm. already judging her in ways for being a woman because Eve apparently committed the sin. Although 
and mm-hmm. honesty. I have a lot of opinions about that, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but she also is lying to them about seeing Azrael. Yes, that is because true. Because she's like, nah, I didn't see him. I definitely didn't make out with him passionately on a mountaintop. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> That's true. <laughs> Not me. That is very true. Uh-uh. I don't know Can what happened. Can the beam of Azrael? I was like, is that Lord Saruman coming down? <laughs> I mean, girl doesn't kiss and tell. I respect. Fair. Um, but no, I mean, obviously, I just, it was just, uh, it was always like, I don't know. I, Even though they were dark, like, I feel like, you, still, going into the second season, all of Mrs. Coulter's scenes are by far and away the best acted, yeah. the best dressed. Like, yes. I, I like the witches, but they're definitely Daenerys season two. Like, very, oh, yes. look, scale mail. Yeah, very, very, yeah. uh, very one-dimensional in their, in their witchiness, right? But, like, Mrs. Coulter, like, I hate the large buttons. You cut out a bit just said, I'm, we're gonna help go someone, so no one? Okay. Nope. Wait, what? <laughs> what? It's fine. It's fine. Okay. I said, we're okay. just gonna go help someone. Gotta go help someone. I don't know who we're helping, though. Yeah. She doesn't care about helping anyone, except herself. Well, and Azrael, maybe. Respect. Oh, and Azrael, right, right, Azrael, for sure. Kind of. She's, she's not, like, actively working against him in a weird way. No! She's not, not working. But yeah, think, it's but weird. Think, like, but I think they have, like, it's like that, like, mutual, mutual sort of, um toxic respect i don't know you know what i mean like like this sort of thing where you're like right like it's not good but they both acknowledge that the other has the same ambitions Mm. and like they would never be good in a relationship together or would never be good raising say a child aka lyra together Mm -hmm. but they both realize and i think that's why they are matched in terms of like their romantic past is that they both have an incredible passion for something, for almost the same thing, but they're also cutthroat. And they would throw each other under the bus if they needed to. But they won't always do it, because they don't always need to. That's I think that that's why she, she like didn't throw him under the bus. But if she truly needed to throw him under the bus, I think she would. I think there's a part, too, where like she knows his plan now. She knows what he wants. Right. And so she's maybe just filing that away a bit, too. Be like, well, maybe I can use that someday, but it doesn't need to be now. That's true. That's true. If she does him a favor now, he can do her a favor later. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Anyway. And at least he's as smart as she is. Yeah, they're both yeah. brilliant. All the men around her in that room, all the priests, they're like, what? Fuck drunk. Yeah, they like look down on her for being a woman, but then they immediately like let her manipulate them so easily. It felt very like Spanish Inquisition to me, right? Like that's what Brad said. He was like, "It's a mix of Nazis and Spanish Inquisition." Yeah, that's what it felt I like. I hundred percent got the Nazi thing. Did anyone yeah. else get a Trump vibe? It was like I mostly said the Spanish Trump. Inquisition. I think they're they're leaning hard into the Nazi vibe this season in a way that they didn't as much last season. Which just lends itself like, to that. Turns out Nazis are are a thing, you know, that's still relevant. So <laughs> turns out we have Nazis again. Do we? I didn't know that. <laughs> um, I did you wait? Did you wait, Bajai, Did you take the test? It's free. You can see if there if you have Nazis in your area. <laughs> Areas. <laughs> Also, yeah, it's like right under moms. the. Are there hot singles in the yeah. area? Yeah, like scroll down. 
They're either holding fish in Tinder or holding a swastika. Either way. What if it said I was a Nazi and Josh was not? I mean, I would have uh, to examine what you rough. did online. Yeah, maybe you cyberbullied some Maybe people. you cyberbullied some people. Bajaya. Okay, wait. Can I quickly say that? So I was listening to our. I listened. I didn't get to finish it, but I was listening to our last podcast before I listened to this, or before I watched this episode, rather. And Steph, I was I was very confused about all of the Will stuff, and I was like, I was very concerned about all the Will Boreal stuff, and I couldn't remember Boreal's name at the time, and Hot Priest wasn't even there, and then Steph was like, maybe it's not chronological, and. In this moment, I think that maybe it was a little bit a little bit chronological, but I don't think it was that chronological. I think it happened at least months, if not a year or so before this episode, right? Because you get to Will at this moment in this episode, and he's clearly been living in this town. Or Is there a name for this place? Uh, it's Chittagaze. Chittagaze. What is it? Uh, Chittagaze. Chittagaze. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like a city, he said he's been living there for for three days. Oh well, that's not that long. I missed. But he's also been like on the run for a while because once once he accidentally killed that guy, he left. I think he's been semi on the run for like at least a week or two. But yeah, I I just I was just that was very interesting to me because I thought that like I was like oh he must be living here for a while because he's living in this place. But I guess I missed the three days thing. Um, but I was like oh my god, stuff was totally right that it wasn't chronological. I think it was maybe a little bit chronological, but not quite yeah. as much. Some stuff lined up, some stuff didn't. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was pretty so, interesting. So what do we think about the child actors? How do, like, let's... What are your thoughts on Lyra? It was good. Yeah, I think they were solid. I like them. Lyra was better. Or yeah, whatever I think she's gotten into her character a little more. Yeah. Like, um, and what she was also... She had also been on the season of one season more so yeah oh yeah because this was like her first role wasn't it something like that will had very 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 small parts but like in the ups in there or this used to be the season before um i i liked i actually really liked will a lot i thought he was very endearing um i really liked him in the kitchen season or kitchen season kitchen the whole season about yes that was adorable the whole like um, mutual fish out of water thing it was really great like you know like Lyra asking if he's a kitchen boy and then her not knowing what a shower is and making the terrible looking omelet well that's and I actually I made a comment about that because I think that there's this I like that there's this sort of dichotomy between um, like basically two worlds thinking very differently differently about the same thing, right? So like they have the similar references, right? She knows what the kitchen is. He knows what the kitchen is, but obviously he grew up with a mother who wasn't I mean, he grew up as a child in our current time which I you know, as his age, I could probably cook an omelet, definitely cook an omelet, but at the same time he was also a person who needed to be able to cook because his mom wasn't always there, right? But you have so he had these two people who came from very different worlds who had similar references but had totally different thoughts about them. So, you know, she was asking about dust. He's like, yeah, we have dust. And then she explained to him that dust was this huge thing. And he said, I think we think about dust differently. And I really liked that in terms of 
if we're thinking about the greater uh, context of religion and, and, you know, a greater philosophy is that they both have a same similar reference point, but it's completely different, but they're both human beings who exist in a world who have values. So their values are different adjusted for their worlds. And I thought that was thinking about it in terms of like ultimate truth or whatever. I thought that was very interesting, which is maybe too deep or something to think into the, the idea of them having a conversation about dust, but I don't know. I just, that's kind of what I thought about. (laughs) No, I think that's great. I think that's, so like Philip Pullman said that he intended these books to be like the atheist's answer to C.S. Lewis Mm -hmm. and like all that stuff. But if you read them and I read them in graduate school for religion, um, with other people who also love them who are studying religion. And it's just like, well, these books aren't anti, they're not anti seeking big truths. They're not anti feeling deep feelings. Like they're not about denying the connections that you feel in a community with other human beings. Like they're very beautiful and passionate and they're not anti-religion in the end. They're anti shitty nazi religion right yeah, like that authority organized religion right and it's like that it's, it's it's anti it's anti-universal truth it's it's that everybody has sort of their own truth that is based on like like when you get down to it they're based on the same like morals in terms of like not necessarily good versus bad but sort of like you have very different definitions for for things but you have equal sort I I think that I just I don't I thought that was really interesting is is I think you're right like it's not anti-religion or anti-spirituality per se it's just that it kind of emphasizes how much two people who are very similar and good have very differing views just based on the 11 or 12 years they've lived right like they haven't even lived that many years well yeah they're very different and they're also very similar in that like they both try to they both want to be near each other. They're scared to be alone. They both mm-hmm. want to make each other meals because that's how you form community. Like you feed each other and you like, you try. Yeah. And like, that's all you can ask. Who, who cares about dust? Is it on the countertop? <laughs> that when Will drew his finger through the dust, like that was cute. That was like, okay. You're going to be okay as an actor, Will. I, you. <laughs> I, don't know. I, yeah. thought, I think they're both great as child actors go. Yeah, I think they're they're doing yeah, well. Yeah. Like I think they're uh Daphne Keene, I think is doing better than last season. And I forget it's Amir or something? I think it's Amir. Anyways, uh he was good last season too. He's got yeah. more to work with this season too. So it wasn't that he was yeah, bad they, last they both season, do, it was just that he was fair. like not there. I mean, we, they relied they relied a lot on child actors this episode because then you had that woman, the young woman, very like a young woman in her teens, oh, Liana Mormon. Yeah, I literally was like, I was like, what is she yeah. from? I literally, I was yeah. like, I had to look her up, and I was like, oh, she's from the Game of Thrones, of course, yes. um, because I was only a casual watcher with other people, and I was like, oh, that is what she's from. She is from the Game of Thrones. Um, but I, it, it like they're really relying on children actors, which is interesting because obviously it's a children's book. Which is, you know, what it was meant to be. But I think that I, I would I would wonder how many children actually watch this. But I do think that was I mean, she's a great actress, so that was fine. What did you guys think of um yeah, like uh the all the all the slightly feral children and like what did you guys think of the specters? So I was wondering, are they like liches? They're like dementors, basically. Like they even yeah, look like dementors. Say. And I was kinda like 
Okay. I mean, they, they're not described real. They're, they, their description in the book for specters is that they look like a patch of shimmering air. So there's almost nothing to work with from the book. Spectres but I was a little like. Lectures? No, no. Uh, they said specters, but I, specters. I was thinking that they were in like, here under like D&D or whatever terms, is like liches, right? Like this oh. sort of like empty body of, of nothing, but also I possessing would think space. I them dementors. Yeah. Which are yeah, they, yeah. I actually think that you're kind of closer to it, Sarah. Like they're, they're not. Yeah, yeah. They're not supposed to have. I don't know. I'm not I, that. I didn't love that they visually stole that that and then that it was so similar also to the way that the was. Yeah, moved. I was like, especially because they they do a very a fairly similar thing as Dementors, and I was like. Do we know anything about Ledger's? So it's like, I don't know, Dementors? So, so do we know, do we know much about Spectres beyond like they can only affect grown ups at this point? That's no, all they're actually, yeah, yeah there's, we'll there's learn more. So much more. We'll learn more. There'll be more, but yeah, yeah. Don't, don't expect a D and D like, like, no. To emerge. No, and you, really, you don't learn, like, truly, truly what they are until, like, the end of the last book. Okay. But they might bump that up a bit, so we'll see. But what about the uh, torture scene, though? Woo! Woo! Both of them. And the gross yeah, one. It was... It, I don't know. Not the gross one, I guess. That was the humane one. So wait, which the which one, one is which? I literally don't now. remember any of the torture scenes. You're saying torture scenes, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But I think that it's just my torture scenes. The fig ones that. The fig oh yeah, yeah. Where they took they took out they took out like the rosemary. Yeah, the both. Of those and then ones. Uh, Serafina just kills her. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was if, uh, if she can. That's not Serafina. That's that's Ruta Scotty. But it's, I didn't think that was a torture scene. I thought that was just like her like being like i'm yeah. not gonna make you try and answer these horrible questions i'm taking oh, no, no, you no. out of this i was just talking about the fig scenes at the as the torture scenes not the okay okay the end as the torture scene yes sorry seraphina was not the torture scene i i thought it was a, a really creative way to like put some world building in like the idea that the witches have like the the cloud pine like embedded in them and it's yes. part of them where their magic comes from and that ripping that out is like I thought that was that was a great way to it's also like a really good semi-PG way to show torture in a in a 14 plus, you know, rated show without like pulling out fingernails and teeth and stuff. Like it was it was actually a really creative way of like world building and also getting around like censorship and not making it too gory. Right, and you could you could you That could, was really creative. You could yeah. clearly tell that it was like I didn't know what it was. I was like, what are they? They're taking rosemary leaves out of her shoulder. But like, I could, I mean, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I could tell that it was something that was meaningful and a part of her being in a way that was really powerful. And, and the fact that it was being removed was horrible. So like, it was, it was a very effective way to say like something really bad is happening. And this person is not, necessarily responding to that torture they're they're withstanding that torture and i thought that i mean that is really that is actually very powerful that is very good although i did really like when um the witch who was the witch who came to like sort of basically kill her before she gave up any secrets seraphina 
I thought that that was. I thought no, that was a Ruta. different lady. I thought it was Serafina. No, she's a black. In the book, black... it was Serafina. Yeah, it was in the book. I know she's awesome. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Her name is Ruta Scotty. Yeah, so Ruta Scotty. And she's oh, okay. the queen of a different witch clan, and she's a lot more like cutthroat. Yeah. Oh. I, but I do think that that was like kind of cool that she came in and it was like. I mean, not cool. It was still very bad because she died. Like, the witch died and everything. But I still was kind of like, oh, this is super fucking badass. Like, she came in and she ended everything before she could give any secrets up. Yeah, that was dope. And, like, the animation and all the CG around that was great, too. With her, like, zipping around. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. That's what I was like. I "I can't believe I forgot about the witches. Now they're, like, they're so cool. I'm so mad that I forgot about them. And that was really, that was really great. Did you did you all say what the witch said before she died? I don't remember. Oh, um, about how Lyra the has another name. Has, the prophecy has begun. Yes. The prophecy oh, has yeah, begun yeah. any begun any way you can't stop it. Right, and she was asking, yes. like, do what is her name? What is the yeah. name of the child of prophecy? In and the and book, I was like, What is out, her name? But- so It'll does be, Lyra? Yeah. Does Lyra have another name then? Although, although, although yeah. I remembered what you guys said about the knife and all of that stuff, right? And so I was thinking about um, Will, obviously, because he. There's this one part, and I mean, I think I'm getting ahead of myself, but she, Lyra, looks at the alethiometer later, and she says that Will is a murderer, but the good kind, um, yeah. like York, <laughs> which is who is the the polar bear, right? Yeah, and uh, and he says like, Will um is a murderer, and there's something about a knife, and I thought about the knife in the tower, like you were saying last season, um, very all phallic and everything like that. But I thought that that was really interesting. So she was like, oh, he's a murderer. She wasn't gonna look up to see. She didn't want to know about Will per se, right? She didn't really want to like get into that, which is kind of sweet. Well, she's feeling burned by the alethiometer too. Right. She's like, why didn't you tell me Roger was gonna die? Well, so yeah, she didn't, didn't predict it. She like, didn't predict it. She yeah. predicted everything else except for that, right? But yeah. also, I think that, like, with Will, she genuinely thinks that she found a friend. Um, I mean, she stole his bed. He slept on the floor, the poor baby. Um, but, uh, so I thought that that was really interesting. But then she's mentioned that he's a murderer and it has something about a knife. And they showed the knife. And I thought, oh, the knife in the tower, like you guys mentioned last season. And I don't know what that means per se. Um... But, Keep it in mind. But I'm I'm putting oh, it in my brain. There was also a picture on the wall. That's what my mom say, and oh. it says they'll follow you oh. because of the picture on the wall. Because they they like stab a knife through it. Where was that? When, yeah. When was that? Um. After I don't know. And then my next note after that is they're beating a cat. No, yeah, and that cat is probably yeah. Ox. Um, Will's. It's probably demon. it's probably Cookshanks. Oh, probably his demon too. Probably <laughs> at the bare minimum, Will loves cats. So yeah, actually, I thought that was I thought that was also another really like again like going back. I have to, to watch it over again <laughs> to figure out everything. <laughs> but going <laughs> back, going back, all to, of my notes. <laughs> going back to the sort of like they're living in two different worlds with two different perspectives. I thought that the having to explain a demon thing was like a really sweet Mm. sort of way. Like it was a very sweet sort of way to show how different two people, like two kids at the same age can be right. 
She said she never had to explain a demon to, to anyone before. And he, and he was he was trying to understand it, right? He, like, tried to feed Pan, and he tried to... Oh, yeah. And I thought that was so... That was I thought that was so sweet and so lovely. And so that's what you do when you try to understand other people, is you try and put them in your frame of reference, and that doesn't always work, right? And she said, like, why would... You can't... You're not going to feed him. You can't feed him. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And he's just trying to be, like, a nice person about it. Um, I thought that was really sweet. You know, that's a really interesting point because that was the only organic time anyone explains a demon. Always yeah, before, true. it's like, hey, just because you live in this world doesn't mean you know this thing that I'm going to over-explain yeah. to you. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, a I almost way- wish that this had been the first episode because, like, it's comprehensible. It's limited in scope and scenery, and everything happens organically. Will and Lyra are like two little weirdos who are kind of cute, making bad crunchy eggs. And <laughs> Rangie's like, trying to explain dust and demons to him. Yeah, he doesn't understand. Running she around. doesn't get a shower. Like, and then he has a cell phone. Like, oh, okay. He has a cell phone, which I made a note of, and I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna play any Fancy. sort of. Uh, uh, How did he get battery, dude? That's, I don't know, yeah, but he I'm had it. Uh, he might not though, because he just took a picture, right? Um, yeah. But uh, I, I'm assuming he probably didn't have it in the books because there was old. Uh, I think he had a flip phone. Oh, well, there you go. I also yeah. said, how does he know how to turn on the shower? And Josh was like, <laughs> he probably did it when he lived in London. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he had, <laughs> they, had they had showers in London. I did like in like in oh, like a small thing. Old timey fucked up showers. Right? Um, I, I really liked, I like, I thought there were so many like lovely little things. I don't know. I really liked this episode. I thought it was very sweet. Um, I thought there were so many little things showing people coming from like, so there was a scene, I made another note of this is where they were like on the, on the walls of the city and they're, they were both sitting on opposite sides of a staircase that came up to the same landing. Right. And I just thought that was like a nice, beautiful way to show people Two people who came from very, very different places who could meet each other on the same level. And I thought that was so nice. That was really good framing. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was so nice. I thought this episode was really, really sweet. And, and I genuinely enjoyed it. I mean, again, we didn't have any James McAvoy, but I thought that I thought that, that was I thought that it was very nice to sort of we had set Lynn. up set up we had Lynn, oh, yeah. which I mean, Bijai you should probably speak to because I didn't exactly know what he yes, was supposed to be doing in any of this on episode. Lynn yet. Well, he was supposed to be speaking with what sounded like an American Texan accent, which he should stop. He should. Oh. Stop he should just. That. It he work. just needs to just talk straight. No, I love it. Yeah, you're Canadian He's though. New York. It's Cute. offensive. He needs to stop. He's from New it's York. He needs to stop. It's just not good. I mean, I mean, if I tried to do like, it, it would be bad. Yeah, and you're you're at least it southern. Like someone trying to pretend that the nanny. Is a New York accent. <laughs> like, it's very oh. Staten Island. Come on. Hello. I'm from London. <laughs> I'm from London. <laughs> hey, I'm from Canada. What's this all about? I mean, let's be real. The weirdest thing is the kids from Chittagaze speaking with British accents. Yeah, that's kind of so. weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, and their where? names are like Paula and that's, Angelica. That's the island. That's the island that they're on. Chittagaze, yeah. or whatever. Chittagaze. Um. Oh, my name's. They're, they're about as Italian as I am, which, you know, 
My name sounds Italian, but what do I say? I say mozzarella, and then... <laughs> I learned that that's Italian. a Jersey thing, apparently. Dropping the last uh, vowel. Wait, uh, prosciutto. Yeah, it's it's just best... Italian-American. It, Italians don't do your do best it. Nepali <laughs> accent, though. Sorry? Do your best Nepali accent. I don't. I'm still here. I don't. I could. <laughs> I do, I'm, I don't, not even gonna, I I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to broach that. Powerfully offensive. Kentucky. Do really, Kentucky. Wait, okay, ready, ready? Oh. I'm. I'm Ajaya. I like Harry Potter. That's my Nepal accent for you. Let's talk about Linda That's just a regular uh, accent. Bajai, you're Nepali, aren't you? Yeah, so true. your accent. Don't yes. deny your roots. I just did a Bajaya accent, which is Nepali. <laughs> I said do so. a Kentucky accent. But you're also from Kentucky. Kentucky. Accent. Didn't I do it? Yeah, I did. That's right. I, I wouldn't say it that way if I was. Uh... All right. <laughs> oh, Stephanie. my God. I'm just, I'm just, Steph. I'm just. No, I know. Uh, I'm gonna throw yes, it off to you to talk about Lin Lin Manuel Miranda in this episode. Okay, so I'm, so my only I am comment, passing the buck. My only comment about the Lin Manuel stuff, I was wondering about the birds because they were talking to each other. Hold on, I had I had some notes about the, the birds. Um, oh my god, they the were birds. like talking so, separately, right? <laughs> they look so funny. Um, I wrote they're having a very serious conversation, but they look so. All funny. I wrote was they got these eagles. I didn't know because they uh, one of them also <laughs> one of them looking like eagle. But then my father, so my dad used to work in a building where he was on the 16th oh, floor, Lordy. and he had no. There were peregrine falcons who used to like bring their kill outside of his window. Cool. So he used to he used to send us pictures of his peregrine cool. falcon that he loved. Oh. And so one of them looked like a peregrine falcon, and the other looked like an eagle. So I don't know what they were supposed to be, um, but they were talking to each other, and they were. I literally got distracted by what they were saying because I was like, "These birds are talking, and they're supposed to be serious." But I feel very silly watching two eagle, two birds talk. I don't know. So that's all I got out of that. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think the CGI was great. Also, there was no referent point. They were just like, "Oh, yeah. this surely is a bird." But, but what was that? Know. Can you can demons? You, they are either people who read like, this slash whatever. Can you give me any context for this? They're supposed to be witches, demons, and yeah. one of them was supposed to be Seraphina's, but I don't remember. The and gray they spent one, so little time with the demons last season. The gray like, one, I oh. believe, is Seraphina's demon, which is why it was kind of on the defensive. And then I think the other one was Ruchascotti's, which is why he was like, fuck all of you. Ruchascotti's gonna fuck shit up. I'm out. Ruchascotti was the one who, who was the, like, warrior one who, who went and killed the... Yeah. Okay. She's the other... So I think the, the Daenerys scale okay. armor thing, I think that's what the witch queens wear because Seraphina Pecola is a queen and so is Ruchascotti. Gotcha. So like, that's why they have the same scale Wait, thing. Wait, do they have, do they, do they have uh. like, different covens or something? Yeah, there's different clans. So how can how can was it was it her within her juris, her clan jurisdiction to like kill that one witch? Don't know. Yeah, it was like mercy, but it's like it was okay they're, to they're, do that. They're very loose clans, yeah. like and like I think uh, in the books, Rujascotti is like the head of the Latvian witches. Um, okay, and and all those yeah, people, uh, basically the Baltic one. states. Okay, yeah. So yeah, they're they're loosely affiliated clans, but I don't they don't have like territory or anything kind of like that. I think they're liberated women; they don't need to own land. Yeah, no, I just I'm just they're, they're fucking right. But I also they no the woods. land thing. No, but I, I I respecting your coven or your clan. I could I could imagine like Seraphina versus what's the other one? Ruta. Ruta. 
So Seraphina versus Ruta. Like, Ruta can't go and kill one of Seraphina's clan. I think that would be bad. In terms of... Yeah, and I'm not that sure just where that, that war. tortured witch was from. I would love... But I guess it doesn't matter. If there was just a bird who was just a bird who ended up in this conversation. <laughs> so there was, like, Seraphina and Ruta, and then, and then like, just a bird is like... Argh! I kind of wish that had happened now. Do you want to hear something really fucking... What's must be very irritating on set? Yes. Is the actress who plays Seraphina Pecola, her name is Ruta... Shut up. That's not real, is yeah. it? That must be really fucking confusing on set. Shut up. That can't be real. Yeah, no, that's real. Oh Next God. time you watch the credits, watch for that. Yeah. I love her. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. She is good. I hope we see more witches this season, and it looks like we will. I genuinely uh, forgot about them, excellent. and I really loved them in this episode. I thought they were really fascinating. I think we're, I think we're going to see a fuller um, uh, coven. Yeah, I hope they. Yeah, yeah, I hope they develop out the wishes because I like what they did with the cloud pine. You're right; it was very mm-hmm. evocative without being like overly gory. Which HBO restraint? Wow. I know. Impressive. I mean, I guess yeah. kids watch. Uh, how show. could they? When they can't rely on showing titties, they gotta get creative. <laughs> no more tits until you develop something original. So leading into, Although, oh, sorry, continue about your evocative. Oh, nature. I. I mean, like, they kind of copied the Dementors. I, it looked cool, but also they basically just had Ruta night, Nightcrawler. Through the <laughs> yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah. fair. Well, and then I, at the end with... Push a little harder, guys. Well, with like, then with, with, with Will and the, like, sort of looming presence behind him, that was, like, kind of creepy and, like, sort of ambiguous, right? I don't know. I thought that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it looked cool. It looked, like, kind of... I would say it looked kind of cool. It was like fabric, but it was also kind of like smoky, but like feathery. Yeah, like, there was not, you couldn't I'm really pin down what it was. More? Yeah. Um, but it was still very like Dementor like. And I was just like, really? You know? It was. But I think that, yeah. I think that, I think I, that I the idea say- of like the Dementor as a, as a sort of um, icon in in his i mean like i i just think that like the dementor slash the the you know the grim reaper slash whatever like there's always like the the idea of a looming presence from an alternate reality who is somehow calling into question your mortality or could potentially come and get you is is a universal thing in a way that's like i i totally agree with you like i didn't even actually make the dementor connection again i like i was thinking of i was thinking of um of lichen, like mostly, which is very weird that I thought that that mostly, which is because I feel like I'm a more of a Harry Potter person. Yeah, like like the um, they're just like a they're like the the. D&D I know what lichens are, but yeah, yeah. So I just thought that more. I think that it's maybe just like a sort of universal omnipresence. But I think you're right. I think that they could have probably done better in terms of um, sort of. The visual, but I don't know. I don't think it was. I didn't. I didn't really get a huge Dementor sort of presence from it. If that, okay. If that, if that helps you at all as a person who like right. has not read it, just, but know. has also read many Harry Potters. Fair. No, that's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point about the universal theme. I guess I death comes expect for us them all. to <laughs> hurry Welcome up. Twenty twenty, everyone. Hurry up, death. And we're out. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You, you didn't expect them to what? Oh, I. I 
Yeah, I just kind of want them to push it a little bit more. I understand that's a tall order in a, like the golden age of television we're living through. That's like, no, continue to reinvent literally everything. Mm, true. But I also feel like they had they yes. had such good glimmers of really cool stuff. Like I love the city. I love the magisterium outfits. Like just a little bit more. Well, like there's, there's more. nothing to go on in the books. They could have gone literally in any direction. Yeah. Which might be their downfall, right? Like, if, if there were clear instructions, they would probably follow them. I genuinely, I mean, I genuinely have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what to expect. Um, like, I, I am hoping that we see more of the city, personally. I'm hoping that, obviously, there's that whole weird orphan contingent from the Spectres, and I'm kind of curious as to how how Spectres became a part of these children's lives, how they know this, how... They came to live without their adults, I guess. Um, I'm curious to see, like, obviously there was that whole thing at the very end where um, Mrs. C was waiting for, was waiting on one of the magisterium who was, like, she, I think the guy she had stabbed, right? And he was in bed and they weren't sure if he was going to live or die. Was that Oh, was that the, the chunky person? dude. Yeah. Ruta stabbed him. Oh, Ruta. Ruta stabbed him, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, she was... Basically, like, hey, what's up? Murder's no big. Yeah, it'll be it'll be so great if he doesn't make it. It'll be a sign from God that you're supposed to lead the magisterium. Great thing. I I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I just didn't have to break a sweat at it. I just I thought that was really cool. I thought that was like I'm just really interested to see where that goes and how she's going to manipulate that. Um, I don't know. I thought there was like a lot of interesting. I mean. Obviously, we don't know where Ezreal is. Like, wherever that dude is, that's going to be a whole wild card thrown into I this whole thing. I also would like to know that. I mean, I would <laughs> like to I know just on a very physically, part. like, what is he wearing? What is he not wearing? Spectrum? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a lot what warmer in Shadagaze, like? so he... Like, yeah, he's not taking his shirt like, off, finally. It's the Mediterranean there, right? Yeah, we're not in the Arctic anymore. So I just feel like I'm just very curious to know that. Wondering how Will charges a cell phone, hoping we get answers to all of these things. <laughs> I mean, he, I guess he can go back through the portal and like get a battery pack. Can he go in it? Can yes, he? Can true. he travel back and forth to the true. portal? I thought that he could only go one way. Do we know yeah, that? Though? So no, we can't tell you. Uh, no, he yeah. said, "I'll take you back." Yeah, like he, uh, he's promised to take Lyra back, so because Lyra wants that. to go to Will's Oxford to talk. To yeah, her. I was That's curious. Yeah. I was actually, I actually was curious about that because I actually made a note. Like, this is an Oxford. Or this is a, this is a place that's between uh, fake Oxford and real Oxford, or fake Oxford yes. or Oxford of Lyra's past or Lyra's life and, and then Will's our, our and, and like presumably our Oxford yeah. or Will's Oxford. Yes. Yeah. And so I didn't realize I thought that she was gonna go you straight nerd. to I am a nerd. I thought she was gonna go straight to um our Oxford slash Will's Oxford and she didn't apparently. Because I didn't realize that there was like no, a middle life. A middle world. And I'm curious as to what a middle world could mean for the whole series. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So you're curious, what what are your, like, at least one of your predictions based on just the Oof. film? Oh, my God. One of my predictions. That's really hard. I, I did like, not, it's not I on you. I wish it all day not to think about this. Thank you. <laughs> I think, okay, I have one. You've read the book. I think, 
Should have finished. Oh, no, it's true. I, it's true. You I only finished have it. finished like maybe. I can't read a quarter of the book of the second, and that's like, uh, like more or less the, the stuff book. that was last season too. Because the first quarter of the book is basically the stuff we saw last season. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say the cat that led Will to the other dimension is his demon. Okay. Is it right? Okay. Is it right? So I think. Not telling you. I think that. I think that the cat that led Will to the other dimension is actually not his demon, but they're trying to make it think it's his demon. I think that, like, for some reason, somebody's trying to manipulate him. I think somebody's trying to manipulate him into, like... So the murder, obviously, is not... Like, obviously, Lyra thinks that he murdered someone, and it's not good. But I think that... I think that his intentions are good. I think that maybe he's manipulated into thinking that he's killing the right person i think that he will bring lila lyra to his oxford i think hot priest will have something to do with this murder not necessarily in a good or a bad way but i think probably in a bad way that's my kind of prediction i think that i think that he's going to i think that hot priest will have good intentions about will murdering someone but will manipulate him into murdering someone who maybe is um morally uh sort of hot priest from uh from from fleabag uh, and, and he's also moriarty from, 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 from sherlock but yes. uh andrew scott is the name of the actor yes yes <laughs> we just call him hot priest i just call him because hot priest is i yeah, mean the best know. but yeah so andrew scott the actor i don't know what his name is in the show i just know him as hot priest but that's that. Those are my those are my sort of predictions. I think that okay. Will is I think is Will Will is good intentioned, but will do bad actions on behalf of people that he thinks are serving him right. Okay, Bajaya, okay. do you have Let's other overall thoughts? Um, Steph, yeah, go ahead. Oh. Steph, give other overall thoughts. No, I was I was asking if Bajaya had other like overall predictions instead of just oh. a cat thing. Oh, I just really think that that cat has something to do with Will. And maybe Will is the maybe the protagonist of the whole series. I don't know. I just like to make grand proclamations about nothing without any information. So (laughs) I will the cat and Will will be the protagonist of the series and not Lyra. <laughs> there you go. Although I would Lyra like, it's, like Lyra to live, I guess. It's really funny because my, apparently my parents... <laughs> Even though she was born out of two evil people. Apparently my parents like watched the show and they liked this show. Um, and my dad texted me to say it was going to be on tonight. And I said, I know. And he and my mom think that, that Lyra looks like my cousin. Uh, who's a boy, not a girl. But uh, yeah, they're like Lyra looks like Kai, and so you I have do a think... cousin that looks like the um, the hot priest. I <laughs> uh, no, I wish. But my dad was literally he's like the priest from Fleabag is in it. And I was like, yes, Dad, I have seen this show because he, he my father recommended Fleabag to me, which is all sorts of messed up. Oh. He was like, 
He's like, I don't think your mother would like that show. And I was like, I don't think she would either, Dad. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, your m- mother would not like. No, it. she's too um, nice for that. Um, but yeah, but but all this to say yeah. is that is that I think that the complete outsiders, my parents, oh. really enjoy the show. Um, I'm really liking this first episode so far. I think it's very interesting. I'm interested to see more. Not sure where the whole Lin Manuel thing is going, and I feel like they're trying to just maximize him for the sake of him which is not a bad thing because obviously i would too but um but i don't know if i care I about the talking birds see him every day so i <laughs> i will say that obviously um it's fun to say what i'm thinking as a person who doesn't know what's happening but you know like steph christina like do you have any thoughts about this episode or or in terms of the the books or going forward what it's going to mean for the series like do you have any sort of thoughts or predictions that are not necessarily spoilery i don't know do you have any i i'm just curious what you thought about this episode in terms of how it how it corresponds with the book that so these actually seasons do. don't have enough book uh dogs <laughs> well, I mean, we all agree that there are not enough dogs. Yeah. Uh, like, in life, in general, the universe, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I actually, so I love hearing your predictions, because actually, I don't think these books are, they're not traditionally plotted. I think Steph said it last season, but they're very hard to adapt, because they don't follow a lot of the conventions. Like, Asriel shows up, and he's gone. Mrs. Coulter does a thing, and then she's just kind of not there. And she comes back and like it it doesn't follow narrative structure. And so to hear people make predictions based on, you know, a lifetime of following more reasonable narratives on TV and in books, like it kind of just re- reveals how strange this series is and like how strange it is that it became so popular because it shouldn't have. It's, it's very, very maybe it should have. Maybe that's just yeah. revealing that. We don't want right, yeah, that. maybe maybe that's why yeah. we like it. Yeah, yeah true. I don't know. That's Isn't a good that one. what they say about the wheel of the uh, wheel of guns? <laughs> wheel of wheel time. Wheel of fortune. Okay, or time. I mean, I I fucking adore also wheel of, wheel time, of tro- fortune. Yeah, I will. I will Sorry. be the first one to say that it is the structure starts out pretty strong, but gets kind of crazy. I was laughing. I was listening. It gets less plotted. It doesn't get yeah. less. It's the first narrative. like five books are very structured. They're very like classic structure. And then it starts to stretch out more where like your yeah, your your uh climaxes and stuff come at kind of different points, like split between books and things like that. But it's it's never not good, I'll say that. Except for maybe like one book, but I mean there's one book where it's just one day. Book ten is not good. Pages. Yeah. Book ten is bad. Just one day. That's oh. Ulysses is just one day. Although I will say it's funny because I was listening. But it's not. You. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's probably fair. But I was funny because I was listening to the last episode we recorded. And you, um, Christina, and especially you were saying that like you would ask me to try and predict things. And you were saying, you said to me something like, you had all of the beats wrong, but the entire 
but you had all the beats right, but the entire plot wrong or something. Like it was so funny because you were like, you had everything you that you want, but, pretty but then you had everything else wrong. And it's just like, I think that's yeah. very funny is that like, you're like, like, I think to speak to your point is that it's very not, it's just not as predictable as you would think it would be. And I had all these ideas of what would be X, Y, Z. And I didn't, I, it wasn't actually how it was. Right. Yeah. I take that back. I would say that you had it right by everyone's normal standards. It's just that the plot of the show is kind of itself. Right. Or something. Yeah. It's not that. But I I remember you, you generally were able to predict what was going to happen. Like, I think you were never super far off. Yeah. Right. But that's, I still think, I still think that it's not, it's not as true. Like, it's just not as traditional as one would think a, yeah. a story like this would be. Like, you know, I'm yeah. not for I'm not gonna be right. Book too. Like or what is ostensibly like a kid's a YA book. It's right. I'm I'm wrong. I'm gonna be wrong about structure. these things because this is unpredictable. Which I like. I, which is funny because I, I like I normally am like, ugh, I don't like how this is going. But I, I don't know. I'm very interested to see where all of this is going. Really wanna see that one bird who doesn't speak uh, human. I'm very excited <laughs> for that moment. Looking bird. <laughs> looking bird. Just can't wait for it. And then they're like, who, who invited him? <laughs> but. Fucking Moo Moon. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like that sort of... What did you call it? Moo Moon. Moon Moon. It's an old meme. It's fine. Oh, no. That's my... Um... That's my nickname. Moo Moo? Hi, Moo Moo. Literally my nickname. Half, half of my family calls me Moon Moon. Aww. Really? That's adorable. Half of Not my from family that calls though. me Nani and half of my family calls me... Most of my family calls me Moon Moon. Aww. Aww. And none of them know... Well, nobody knows why they call me Moon Moon. Nani <laughs> is... Nani means little girl. Oh, you're forever little girl. Oh, little girl. Oh, little girl. You are you are right. Nani. Um, but yeah, so I think that the, we have this looming this looming sort of um of 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 being over all of us, just like Will had a sort of looming being at the end of that uh episode. I, I, that's yeah. I think that's a great right? way to put it. Yeah. Oh, we have to we have to record the end. We do. I almost forgot. Yeah, we can't just. You can't just. We gotta pick. Hey, Moon 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 Moon. You can't just take off your headphones right now. Yeah. We gotta pick demons for the episode. Yeah, I was just worried about my. This episode, we're a demon. Goes to sleep. Christina. (laughs) All right. Oof! I gotta. I gotta think of a demon. No, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stop the Allen. I. I'm on the cusp of it. I know what I want to say. I'm just trying to think of the animal. Ooh, I've got it. Okay, go. Okay, I am going to give this episode a pistol shrimp. Ooh, I like it. It was surprisingly deep, uh, but very colorful. Okay, Okay. You know, like, I think there was a really, I really liked, there was great character building. It set a lot of things in motion. Pistol shrimps are very fast. Uh... Yeah, I think it was a really solid season premiere. Okay, I like that. You don't need my permission. Oh, okay. Hey, Moon 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 Moon. Give us your give give us the demon. This is Moon Moon, otherwise name uh, known as Bajaya. Um, I am going to give it ten claws. 
10 golden claws of the golden monkey. Oh, no. Because I think we did oh. a great job of the first episode. All right. Even though we're very scary. Mm, so. Okay, okay. Cute, deadly. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go next because why not? Um, I'm going to give it a goat. Uh, because, no, because... First of all, I felt like we were in a we were in a walled or like a mountainous walled city, and goats can climb can climb mountains, right? Um, but they're 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 cute, but they work really hard, and they're also a little bit weird, and you have to really work to understand them. But I think once everybody breaks it down, like we all can acknowledge that goats are cool. Like you know, it, it's hard to get to, but I think goats are good. But also. Goats are a religious thing that can be really fucking weird and scary. So and they scream like children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and witches and witches, you know, and goats. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they have square eyeballs. I don't get it, but like I don't get this episode. But it's a goat. <laughs> <laughs> rectangular. Well, rectangular is square, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. All right, Christina, take us home. All right. Mine seems lame in comparison to all of yours, but I think this episode for me is the Red Panda. Yeah. Panda oh, it's so was. cute. It was adorable. So it was, it was, Red Pandas, Red Pandas can be a little menacing if they want your food. So this episode was a little menacing, but mostly it was like, I love it. And I am excited to see what it does. I want to follow it on the Panda camp. Yeah. But it's also so. like. You're not really a panda. You're not really a bear. What are you? Yeah, you're cute. That's another good point that I did not think of because it is 11 p.m. and I'm <laughs> no. I'm just I'm just yes. thinking like you think that this episode is one thing. You think that Lyra or Will is one thing, but they're not. Just the thought. They're not. They're in a, their own yeah. category. Exactly. You can pick mine for I'm next just time. That- I'm just gonna steal yours for next time. Um, you can take my scary goat eyeballs as yours. I love goats. They're I do like goats, picked, but also they're creepy. I picked the same animal both times, so. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't set any rules. Whatever. We don't, we're not, we're not constrained by yeah. your something, of course. Mm. rules, I, words. Yeah. All right. Name. All right. All right. This was a His Dark Materials podcast that we have called Demons Are a Girl's Best Friend. And to tell us about her other projects is Steph. Hi, I'm Steph. You can find me on other podcasts such as Love to Hate, SHU, and ooh, I swear I'm on a third one, but I think I might just be thinking of this one. Hold that. Hold that. Sometimes you guess in Wintercrest. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> but uh Oh yeah, oh yeah, and Sailor Moon. That's we're doing more Sailor Moon now. Uh okay. we're gonna hopefully do that more this week. Anyways, uh yeah, so that's on Random Encounters. And you can find me on Twitter at Steph O. Kingston. Take it away, Sarah. I, I'm going in reverse I love order. It. Uh, you Fair. can find me also on uh Your Real Wizard Harry Podcast, which is at PotterPod. Or you can find me on my Twitter, uh, which is at her lady Tompkins. And the giant. You're- but Sarah, you're also on Wintercrest sometimes. I'm, I'm, oh, yes. I'm also sometimes, I guess, on Wintercrest, but not always, just sometimes. And Bajaya. I am on your Wizard Harry podcast at Potter Pod and Wintercrest and also 
at Ethnic Ninja. And you can find me on Twitter at Girl, And also reviewing books. Um, you should check out uh, our recent review of the new Brandon Sanderson book. Yes. Out tomorrow so, in real time. Who I'm knows so when, when you hear this. Yay. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, and good night. <laughs> and don't, don't let children bite. Don't let- Someone snuff your dust. I don't know. We have to go like I don't like I don't want to get <laughs> don't let oh, I don't want to get sign offices. Oh, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't know. Don't let anyone get your goat. Uh, oh my um, god. Don't polar bear your bear. Pan. Don't polar oh your bear. Pan. Uh. Hmm. I don't know. Handle your pan. I don't, I don't know. I can't. It was it was like it was like a it was like a panhandle joke, but I don't I'm not from Florida, so I can't.